Welcome back to this BP Leadership Lesson. Bill has some more wisdom for you today, so let's dive in and see what he has to say about the other three leadership lids. All right, let me give you the third one. The third lid, and here's one that's really big. The first one we say is how you view yourself. A lot of people have put that on you. The second one we said was your faith and willingness. That's where you've got to be willing to step out. But the third one is the people in your life can be a lid. You can have people in your life that don't want you to go any further. You have people in your life that they would rejoice if you fail, but not if you succeed. And, and you've got to be careful of the people and the voices in your life because the people around you determine to a large degree how far you go. I've known a lot of women that could go a lot further if they'd have married a better man. And I know a lot of men that could go a lot further if they'd met a better woman. And I know a lot of folks that didn't make it in life because they had nobody around them that knew how to give them the right advice or encouragement or support. And I know some people that probably shouldn't have made it, but they made it because everybody around them supported them. And you and I have got to say, okay, who are the people in my life? Who are the voices in my life? Uh, what are their conversations like? Are they positive or negative? I went the other night. Um, we drove through uh, what was it, San Antonio, no, uh, the stockyards, Fort Worth, Texas. And we stayed over at the stock, stockyard at Fort Worth. And while we were there, we, we decided we'd go to the rodeo. I'd never been to a rodeo before, you know, real rodeo. So I said, let's go. So we got over there, and uh, I even asked the guy, I said, what's the best seats in the house? I've never been to one before. I want that one. He said, okay, the best seat is in the box overlooking where they get back there and they, they saddle up. No, I said, okay, we'll take it. So me and Debbie got that. We were having the best time. I was enjoying it. We had a lot of folks hanging around us, and, and we were enjoying it. Some guy from, I don't know where he was, I think he's Utah or something. He comes up. No, it was Tennessee, wasn't it? Him and his wife come up. Real pretty lady. She's real sweet. Little drunk and little flirtatious. I say little. Debbie had walked away and when she came up, she was talking so much and touching me and all that. And you got the prettiest blue eyes. And, and Debbie walked up and was looking at her like, Bill, she's about tipsy. I said, yeah, she's going to fall off on that horse. And, um, but I swear, I haven't felt this in years. Her husband is there. He owns some trucking company or something. Uh, but he is the most negative man I was that close. I mean, that I was about to throw him off on that horse. I said, okay, I can't take it. I walked away, and he got a little closer to me, and he, he just kept talking. And Debbie said, you're upset. She said, I, I rarely see you. I said, well, you know, what, what's going on? And I said, that I can't take the negativity. Listen to this goon. His every word. Well, I've seen better rodeo riders than that. Well, you're not done that riding it, you know. Um, I've seen better, you know, ropers that. Well, you're not roping one. I mean, just shut up criticizing, you know. I mean, I'd never, and I'd, I hadn't been around anybody like that in a long time, but I couldn't help but think, what a, what a, a waste of life. And who would want to be married to that? And who would want to be a child of that? Living with it in most negative, I don't know about you, but when somebody's just negative, I, I'd rather ride down a road with a bunch of serial killers than a negative person, okay? I just... <laughs> I would just enjoy the trip better, okay? Um, and so ask yourself about the voices around you. Uh, are they creative? Are they critical? Are they positive? Are they negative? And you remember this birds of a feather flock together. And, and the Bible says it this way, can two walk together and not be agreed? And it means normally the people around us will be like us. 
And if you want to grow and you want to get further in life, check the voices. And there may be some people you say, I just can't associate with them that much. Every time I'm with them, I mean, I can take two steps forward, but they'll always pull you back. And so the people you listen to, their voices have a lot to do. I always say it this way. The voices you hear decide the choices you make. And it's true. And, um, and people with fear will inject that into your life. If you get around people that are afraid, they'll always tell you, well, you, you can't do that now. You don't know if you can do that. And, and, you know, and, and I just, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't work on me. I'd like to be standing over a cliff about ready to jump off and have a friend say, you know, you only get one shot, Bill. Let's do it. I mean, that'd be a whole lot better than, you know, I don't know. You might get hurt. You might hit that rock. But I mean, get the people in your life that if you go to jail, you don't have to call them to come get you. They're the ones sitting in the cell with you saying, boy, wasn't that fun. Uh, that's who you want to run with in life, okay? Put those people in your boat. Get people to go with you on the journey. And so that's the, that's the, the people you surround yourself with, the voices you hear is one. And then number four, how you respond to criticism and adversity and problems can be your lid. I know a politician who never went far, and he could have gone well. He was educated. He had the right education. He had the right everything. And his wife and I and he and us sit at a dinner one night when he was running for an office. And he was telling about what he was doing, who was endorsing him. And I felt it in my gut, and I set it at the table. And it was years later when his wife said, you know when you ask him that at the table? She said, I think you pegged him. But I said, the problem is not going to be if you win. The problem's going to be if you lose. I'm not certain your ego can take it. I'm just not certain that he can. He's not the kind of guy. He wants to know who likes me, who loves me. When you always listen to the applause, they don't take but one critic to take you down. Okay? If you listen to that and give yourself, it ought to be you're deaf to the applause so you can also be deaf to the critic. You, you, want, you don't want to be at the place where, where other people can decide your future. And the problem with him is he couldn't handle criticism. He couldn't handle adversity. He wanted to be liked by everybody. It's wonderful, but the truth is, is not everybody likes you, okay? Um, the, and you did nothing. You did nothing. I, we, uh, we had a dog one time, and we had a dog trainer who was going to help us. And the dog trainer said, let me, let me teach you something about dogs that I know that people need to know. He said, not all dogs, they don't, like, they don't always like all other dogs, and it doesn't mean there's something wrong with any of them. It's just certain dogs like this dog, and then they like another, their vibe, their energy, what they feel. And, and I feel the same is, is true of us. We go through life, it's okay if people don't quite like you. It's all right. That don't, that don't mean, you know, that don't mean you ought to stop being you. Uh, some people may not like your personality. Some people, I'm, I'm a little, and I know this, I'm a little what they call too blunt. Um, and that's, and I understand, I, I've learned it through life. And I remember people used to tell me, they said, Bill, you're just too blunt. And I didn't mean to be blunt. I swear to God, my heart was just, uh, I thought it was the way it was. But I, my philosophy is, I'd rather be too blunt than two-faced. And, and so the, just, just say what you feel and what you know, and hopefully people will accept that from the heart they mean it well, and I'll take that. So how you respond is going to be a big difference, and that is going to be what it takes to stop you. What does it take to stop you? And if you will learn to handle criticism, the three fears that surface when we face criticism, um, the fear of being different. You know, I won't fit in if, if, I, if, if I'm here. I, I, and we're afraid, we're afraid to be ourselves. There's also a fear of rejection. 
You know, we shrink back from being ourselves because we don't want to, we want to be accepted. And then there's the fear of failure. The fear that if I try and what if I fail? That's okay. If you fail, you fail. Learn something from it. Grow through it. And so if you want something bad enough, you'll do it if you have to do it alone. You'll do it if you have to change friends and everything else to get it done. And so it comes down to how bad do I want it? And if criticism and adversity and problems will stop you, then the problem is, is you'll never get to your full potential. You got to learn to be able to handle, we call it handle the heat. I, uh, I have a friend, I spent a lot of time with him out there. And, and uh, some of you know, I've had him here, Frank Shamrock, the UFC fighter. And we, uh, we're dear friends. He'd hang out, he'd cook for us every Wednesday night. He'd come over and, okay, what are we cooking tonight? And so we had great times and good experiences. And we'd talk about some of the fighting. And if I mentioned about a particular fighter, I'd say, what about so-and-so? Frank would say, uh, he's a great guy, Bill. He said, I mean, that guy is athletic. But then he said, but he can't take a punch. And when he would say he can't take a punch, it dawned on me, that's what a lot of people in life can't take a punch. One, one anonymous email, it wrecks their life. One, one criticism from somebody they don't even know, and all of a sudden they can't go any further. You know, one little negative comment, and all of a sudden, oh, my world fell apart. And, and I'm telling you, you got to learn if you're going to grow to take a punch. It's okay. It's all right. If, if they hate you, Jesus Christ was hated by more people than Hitler, okay? Um, the fact is, is, I'd rather be like him still. And so taking criticism is not bad. If you can say, I'm not going to let criticism or adversity or problems stop me, you just took the lid off. The moment you say, sure, it's a problem. I'm not letting it stop me. I'm going on anyway. At that moment, that lid comes off. You'll be surprised how far you can go when you don't have to worry about how everybody likes you or whatever. And so there's a, that's a big difference. Now, the last one is this. I mentioned those things now to, to get the way you want to get. The, the five lids are simply this. Number one, how you view yourself, what you tell yourself. Number two, your faith and willingness to take risks. Number three, the people in your circle. Number four, how you respond to criticism. And number five, here's the lid that even if you got rid of the others, you won't go further until you get this one. It's a failure to have a personal growth plan. Now, there's nothing more important in your life when it comes to growing your business or your job or yourself than a personal growth plan. I remember the first time somebody asked me about that. I was young and this guy asked me across the table, he said, Bill, what's your personal growth plan? And he was a successful leader. And I started, you know how you do? I, I said, well, my goal is this, my goal is that. And after about a minute or two, he said, you don't have one, do you? I said, well, yeah, you kind of pegged that. No, not, I don't really have it specifically. I mean, vaguely it's up here. He said, you'll never reach a target you can't see. You got to write it out and go after that. Now, what are your goals and what is your plan? And I started thinking about that. And he's right. You know, we plan more for a one-week vacation than we do for our life. For a one-week vacation, we plan what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, you know, what, we're gonna, you know, what money we're going to need, what experiences we're going to have, and we plan it out. We pack it up and we drive it out. It's nothing wrong with that, but we do a lot of planning over a one-week vacation. But if you say, what about your whole life? We think, well, I guess it'll just happen. No, it, it has to be planned to have what you want. Plan what you want. Decide where do I want to be, what I want to get, what am I going to do, and what price do I pay to get there, and what am I going to not let stop me? 
and make a personal plan. And here's where the plan begins, I believe. I think it has to do, you can get it by books. You can read books. You can get it from coming to a leadership lunch and learning from other people. Uh, you get it by hanging around people that are growing. And you can get it through a lot of ways. Just uh, Brent, I remember the time with Brent, what happened with him, the, your, your pastor here. He, I was moving my office. And, um, and he picked up a box of cassette tapes, like two big boxes. And he turned to Debbie and he said, Mom, what are these? And she said, those are cassette tapes from your father's mentor. And he said, what is it? And it was John Maxwell's tapes, the first 200 he ever did on leadership. And Brent said, Dad, listen to him. And she said, oh, Dad, listen to him all the time. We couldn't go on a vacation without Dad listening. He was learning, right? And she said, you know that. So next thing you know, Brent goes out and buys a truck with a cassette player. He bought the truck for the purpose he wanted a cassette player. He put those two boxes of tapes, 200 tapes in there. He listened to all 200 every month for like six months. He would have listened to 200, go back the next month, listen to them again next month. By the time he was finished six months later, I felt like I was talking to John Maxwell. I would ask him a question. Well, Brent, what do you think about this one? Well, John says, what you, John says, oh, my soul and body. It was just unbelievable. But he learned because he grew. You'll get it by growing like that. Make yourself grow. I want to learn. If you find a subject you're interested in, you study that one subject long enough, you'll be an expert in it. You find some field you want to know, you, you go at it. Personal growth will get you further than anything else. It'll cause you to lead at places beyond the level you dreamed of. It's the key to, to growth. Now, here's why people don't do it. Quickly, here's why. They don't see the value of it. A lot of people don't see the value. And, and it blows my mind how they just, they, they let it go by and they miss it. Some are busy with trivial things. Some have no plan. Let me explain. Growth is not automatic. And growth doesn't come with age. I know a lot of older people that are still dumb. Just because you, just because you, you know, if, you would, if you're dumb when you're young, but you don't grow mentally, you'll just be dumb when you're old, Okay. All you did was age. Your body got older, but your mind didn't change. And so it, it doesn't come, wisdom doesn't come with age. Wisdom comes with experience. Wisdom comes by doing. It's, a, it's not hearing, it's acting on what you hear. It's doing what you heard. You know, you can go to the gym today and join up, and January's coming and you want to. But if you just join up and you don't ever go in and exercise, not going to help you. If you just join a church, but you never get involved or grow or read or pray, won't help you. Whatever you do, until you do it, you, you can be an expert in your head, but you'll, you'll never really have it down or break the lid until you do it. And so the key is today, look at some of your lids. Decide when I look at my lids, these are the things that are keeping me. I worry about what people think if I make a decision. I'm afraid that I don't have enough confidence in myself if I make it, that I'll, that I'll get over it. Look at whatever those lids are. And decide, I'm going to tackle one of those lids. I'm going to do it. Get out of your comfort zone. Do something you hadn't done before. I took Debbie this year. I said, what, what is you hadn't done? What is you want to do? She needed to finish her college degree. She said, you know, I put babies aside, didn't finish my college degree while I was, when I was, you know, raising them. So we went out to California, and she went ahead and finished it up. Then we got through with that, and I said, what else do you like to do? She said, Bill, I've always liked to golf. I've never, I've never golfed. Okay, we bought some clubs. I found her a trainer. Now she can, she don't mad, you know, she can beat me any day in golf anyway. I kill more squirrels than her, but she can golf. Um, and you just said, what is it we haven't done that I want to do? 
And I'm telling you, every one of you can do it today. Take a lid off today. Take a lid off today. Figure out which lids and which ones need to go and decide, you know, I'm gonna, I promise you that little change here, you'll look back five years now and go, I'm so glad I did that. That's the best decision I ever made. I got intentional about what I was doing. And that's the goal to it. Take the lids off and you'll enjoy a life with a whole lot more liberty and a whole lot more growth. Thanks for being here today. As we end this last lesson of 2023, let's remember that not everyone will like you and that's okay. However, one important point to take away from this lesson is I'd rather be too blunt than too faced. Learn how to handle criticism and adversity and don't let that stop you from reaching your full potential. Each month, we share these lessons at a live event to anyone in the Columbus, Georgia area. We encourage you to join us if you can because we'll have a delicious lunch waiting for you, great fellowship, giveaways, and so much more waiting for you at these events. If you would like more information on dates and times of these events, you can visit bpleadership.com. We hope that you have a wonderful new year. This is where real leaders are made.